Welcome to the Pirates Fan Forum here on DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. I'm your host, Gary Morgan. All dressed up for the fall. I'm ready to go. It's cold in the house. I even had a fire going in the fireplace last night. And uh, with me, as always, is my good friend and co-host, Jim Stam. How you doing, my brother? Doing good, man. It's uh, We're past hot girl summer. We are now in comfy boy fall, and you are uh, you're leading the charge. So, Oh, dude, my wife loves it. Is she, the pumpkin spice comes out, and, like, it's, mm-hmm. it, honestly, you start to see, like, almost uh, orange and ginger streaks just form in her hair as the fall comes <laughs> along, you know? Like, it just takes over. So, uh, Jim, man, I think let's have a fun, lighthearted show today, huh? We've been getting deep in, in a lot of subjects. That's kind of the way our show tends to go. Let's leave this one punchy and airy, man. Let's have some fun. Sure, let's do it. Yeah, let's, it's 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 easy as Pirate fans. We get bogged down in, right. the, in the season-long slog. We're going to try not to do that today. Yeah, let's have some fun. And uh, before we get started with the topics today... Uh, well, quick show announcement next week. We're going to have the Fort Michael McHenry on the show. And uh, Jim and I have a litany of catcher related questions we really want to get into with him. Whew. But anything that you guys would like to ask, please just drop them right in the comments below YouTube when you're done watching or even right now. Um, send us a, a tweet, you know, to either the show or Jim or I. We'll bookmark it. We'll make sure that we get as many of them asked and answered as we can. Um, you know, obviously, I'll have an appropriate filter on them. But <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll have a uh, we'll have a direction which uh, which to 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 filter these because you know, I mean, look, if you want to waste your time with some outrageous comment or question, go ahead. But that's probably not going to get on the show. <laughs> we want to get down to the we want to get down to the nuts and bolts of like the game and catching and things like that. Like if you if if you just want to have Michael uh, talk about, I don't know, Bob nutting. We're not, we're not doing that. Right. Right. (laughs) So anyways, fire questions away. We'd really love to uh, have this be as interactive as possible. And and Michael's looking forward to it. Literally said I'm up for anything. So send them along. Okay. So Jim, let's get started here, man. The first thing up for grabs, I kind of was waiting to see if this story would die off as the week went on. Mm -hmm. I don't know that it has. Michael Chavis gets DFA'd for Miguel Andujar. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, we had we both had opinions on Miguel Andujar. Before that, we both had opinions on them DFA'ing Chavis. Mm-hmm. I'll let you go first, man, because I, I think you were pretty reserved about it. What, what are your thoughts? Well, you know, um, it's funny. Um Things, one thing that something stuck with me and I haven't changed my opinion on and another thing, something uh, that I have changed on. So it's funny how that works out even just over a few days. But um, I think it all caught us by surprise just a little bit with nine days left in the season, I think is when it happened, yeah. or nine games left in the season with Chavis. But um, 
you know, I think they saw this opportunity with uh, Andujar, and you know, Chavis was the 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 odd man out. Um, I will say that I would have preferred them doing this a little differently. I thought, um, you know, yes, it's a business. Yes, you know, guys know what they sign up for, but I. I, I thought Chavis was a guy who was he was liked in the clubhouse. Um, um, he did exactly what they asked him to do, selfless player. I would have preferred a little bit more of a, uh, a decent way to send him off uh, with, without doing the whole just cutting him loose type situation. I felt like that would have been something. What do you think about that part of it? Because I, I didn't hear you say much about that. I mean, I think I, I said a lot of what the, of what you did. Good soldier, did what they asked him to do, um, did it to the best of his ability. Hustled all the time. Great guy, great with the fans. Really connected emotionally with the fan base. Really did, sure. and it's evident too from the tweets afterwards. You know, you can reason with them. Not the best player. This isn't somebody to get sweaty about. You kind of want them moving on from. But as a Pirates fan, okay, but uh, I don't see anybody better playing first base. That's Now, if, if Miguel Andujar had been playing first base since they picked him up, it, I think mentally I could get past everything. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. He's not playing first base, though. For, so for me, you could have made those cuts elsewhere. You know, and, and then... You know, I still got Michael Chavis, the best of what we've had anyway, playing first base. So it wasn't a one-to-one, and for that reason, I can't make the connection in my brain and make it make sense. Yeah, and you know, I even said from the beginning, I'm like, I'm just going to be sentimental here more than anything. I like the fact that, like, sometimes if you don't treat players as completely disposable, I, I, I think you, you know, in that clubhouse and – um, just some, from a little bit of the feedback I got from people in general was like, that didn't fit well with them. So, um, uh, you know, there are ways around it. There are other guys they probably could have DFA'd. So, I think the best comment I read that kind of points to that, somebody said, I just met him yesterday with my son. Yeah. And I literally looked at the guy. I can't remember who this is, so I apologize if you're listening to this and you're that person. Um. I said, don't you leave? And he goes, I won't. I, I'm not going anywhere. And yeah, it tells the you, next day. <laughs> tells, yeah, and then, you know, you see, like, they had the night of that this all happened. They had a rain delay. Right. They, sh- they show Inside Pirates Baseball. He's featured on that. They're showing, like, 2023 season ticket commercials. He's in that. Right, and it's right. just like, you know, like, can we please, like, not do that kind of stuff anymore? It just looks it's just odd. And, um, uh, I guess, I guess like when it comes to Chavis and I think pirate queen actually said this when she was on the episode, cause you and I were both saying like, well, you know, they, they do kind of need to upgrade that position. And And she was like, no, no, don't say that. Michael Chavis is, you know, I love Michael Chavis. And, and and she goes, I know it's emotional. I know it's irrational. I just, he, he's just really, one of my favorite players, you know, yeah, you do just emotionally connect with, with some of them, despite their skill set. 
And and sometimes it is the way they play. Yeah, I mean, first of all, it, 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 he 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 was a guy that always gave one hundred percent. That's cliche, whatever. But he he really did, and he selflessly went to a different position, and um, you know, that's to be commended. Now, the thing that I think kind of bothers me a little bit is, um, and 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 I don't try to beat up on on uh, the announcers too much on the show, but like when you are great, Greg Brown talked pretty glowingly all year about Michael Chavis and then it happened. And then barely a mention of it, barely a mention of it on the broadcast. And I'm just like, if you're going to talk about someone like that, then shouldn't we be able to at least say something during the broadcast that says a little bit about, Hey, you know, whatever, uh, just anything other than acting like he didn't exist. And I'm not going to talk about it because then it, to me, sounds like it's something bad that, you know, uh, know that you're trying to avoid. Does that make sense? Yeah. But I think with, with him, at least my experience from, from listening to him over the years is when he doesn't like the answer or, doesn't think that he believes in the move. He tends to just not mention it. Right. That's you know what I mean? I'm get, yeah. Like, like so he's just, it could just be that he just can't buy what they're selling this time. And just, that's it. I'm not going to yeah. say anything. Let, let's be clear. Chavis has not, um, Chavis has not performed well enough to have the discussion that, you can't not. You cannot. You should be able to question his role on the team and where they are going forward. And like you mentioned earlier, if you want this team to get better, you should be looking at upgrades over Michael Chavis at that position. Yeah. So let's go ahead and take a quick break, and we come back. Let's talk a little bit about you know Miguel Andujar. Yeah, we didn't even get to that. I think I've got some important. stuff about that. Yeah. Right, welcome back to the Pirates Fan Forum here on DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. Jim and Gary with you, and we're going to pick up with the next part of that conversation, which is Miguel Andujar. I mean, I had an instant reaction on Twitter that was, I think, pretty negative, really. It, and for me, it, was, it wasn't about the player as much as it was about, I'm kind of just tired of this. If you want to upgrade something, upgrade it. Like, go out and buy it. You know, (laughs) I'm not saying that this guy won't work out. I just, I'm just tired of the process, man. I'm just tired of of seeing that. To me, like, go get somebody that's played more than 17 innings at first base. Let's not have an experiment. You know? Yeah, I mean, well, we get we get very used to assuming that it's the same old type of waiver pickup, right? I mean, how right. many guys have we cycled through this year? And we'll talk about some of them maybe in another segment or something, but of just guy after guy after guy. And and, and this isn't even this year. I mean, Pirate fans are used to this. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
this is the this is the part where I I try I kind of did change my mindset on, which was, um, even the other day, first having seen him, um, I I remarked that like this guy looks like, um, kind of not all that different than some of the things we see with guys, which is like big swing, pull heavy. Um, always going to get his money's worth when he takes his swings, but uh, holes in the swing, um, things of that nature. And I'm he like, I re- me of Michael Chavis uh, with a better body type. Yeah. Um, so ironically, it was like, hmm, well, I've kind of seen this before. This is how these guys end up on different teams, right? Because right. this is this is this is the maybe the problem. And then, you know, um, today as we were getting ready to do the show, I started looking into him a little bit more. And there there might be more to him than there's been with other pickups. Um, we're talking about a guy who's, he, who's 27, and he's been more injured than um, than some of the other pickups we've had. That, that he's is been kinda, more injured than Sucky. Yeah, like that's, that has that's derailed really him. the way to bail it to boil it down. Yeah, like that has derailed him as much, if not more, than some of the other things. And um, just just going through that, I mean, in 2018, he he exploded onto the scene with the Yankees, and there were some things in there that, like, at least he's done it right. Like we're looking at like potential with other guys but never really have seen it for a full season. Well, he, you know, in that 2018 season, there were some things he did. I mean, Gary, he, he hit, he hit 45 doubles. Yeah. 27 home runs, second rookie of the year. Good season. 2018 was a good season. Yeah. The Yankees went out and filled his role. So it was, it, it, they moved on from him quicker than other organizations what they were impatient because he got hurt so i mean basically what they did is the equivalent of what o'neill cruz has done since his call up now say he shows up for spring training next year and he tears his labrum you know and he's gonna miss 18 months you know healing up and you know as violently as he swings and as hard as it is for him to play that position He's already had a few defensive struggles, very similar to Andujar, by the way, at third base. Um, he, he struggled with throwing the ball, not getting to it. Yeah. So, um, you know, it would be like the Pirates going, well, screw this. We got to go get a shortstop. You know, and they're a team that actually spends money. So they actually go out and get yeah, the they just go get. They just go make it happen somewhere else. Yeah, they go get Donaldson. And, you know, that's their answer. And tough. You know, we got this guy. If, if somebody else gets hurt, it'll be all right. Yeah. And so, you know, opportunity is what it is. And he doesn't get it. And he doesn't play. And, you know, it wasn't necessarily that he flamed out. He was hitting well in AAA. It's not as though he was doing nothing there. So, okay. I- I'm down. It's, it's, a, it's a waiver claim. It could be a shrewd move. Um, you know, it's better than the other ones in my, in my mind, the more I look at it. Well, you know, they're bringing in a guy that's eligible for arb too, immediately. So, yeah, 
you don't bring him in. Like, in other words, his performance in this nine-game tryout or whatever doesn't matter. So, like, when they decide to take him to ARB2, as though they haven't already decided to do so. Well, he wouldn't be here. That Well, that's my point. Yeah, I, yeah, heard, yeah. I already saw people making, oh, this is like Yoshi all over again. They're going to see him do well at the end of the season, and then they're going to bring him no, back. They were always going to bring him back. You don't pick him up if you're not going to take him to ARP, too. Right. I mean, ideally, it would have been great if it happened a month ago so they could see more. Sure. But it has no bearing on, on their plans. Right. All in all, though, good start. You certainly can't complain about that. A very good no. start. Um, I'm not going to read anything into what happens the rest of this season. In other words, if he hits 600 the rest of the way, I'm not penciling him in as an answer for 2023, but he's going to be here in spring competing. I'm sure of it. Yeah, and even even if it's a, if nothing else to see him maybe as a DH option if he can't play first, right? I mean, yeah, um, bench bench DH if yeah, nothing yeah. else, and and he can play a little outfield. They certainly need a right-handed outfielder. Yeah, um, that actually might be a good way to go so that you have. Um, you know, the ability to keep playing those prospects that you haven't seen yet. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think, well, I think well, even the things we're talking about is like, it's just uh, the resume is a little better and hopefully if he's healthy, then maybe you can, you know, recapture a little bit of that. The other thing I saw about that year that he had in 2018 and this really, really caught my eye, Gary is because we know about, it's tough for guys to hit if if the, if it's not fastballs and you got to adjust to breaking stuff and off speed and being able to do that. He, um, where is it? Because this is good. He saw the lowest percentage of fastballs in all of Major League Baseball in 2018, 46%, and he still put up those numbers. Yeah, now, and, and being right-handed, I know Aaron Judge is, you know, we're going to talk about Aaron Judge a little bit. Yeah, but being right-handed in Yankee Stadium is not as cool as being left-handed in Yankee Stadium. So, mm-hmm. you know, those home runs are legit. And um, you can, if you can put up those types of numbers without really seeing fastballs, I mean, that's it's 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 something to keep an eye on. He's weird too. He's got reverse splits. He actually has better numbers against right-handers than left-handers too, which is weird for a right-handed power hitter so yeah yeah um so who knows what this will turn into it actually could wind up being a really good move um and it's not even necessarily that i'll eat crow as much as i'm just sick to death of them getting waiver claims at this point uh, i just don't want to see it anymore i would like to see purposeful improvement like yeah I know this guy is going to give me this quality amount. I'm going to pay this much to bring him in instead of I want to try out this talent and hope it works out. That, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, As a general still, rule, I'm sick of it. Because this is still a long shot. I mean, no matter what, yeah. it's still a long shot by standards. It's just a better long shot than some of the other ones, which that's not a hard bar to meet. Quite Absolutely. Honestly. Absolutely. So um, I think, Jim, we should probably talk about some national baseball news because Aaron Judge, you know, tied Roger Maris's record. Um, Never heard of him, but go ahead. 
<laughs> no matter what you think of, uh, you know, the record controversy. And, and I think we should talk about that a little bit too. Uh-huh. It's still an accomplishment, you know, it's still, um, you know, ties the most ever that a Yankee hit. That's always a big thing. And, um, I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Because some people are making a big deal out of it. Like it is on the cusp of setting the record. Like Uh they're just ignoring those other ones exist. I don't know how you do that when major league baseball acknowledges them. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Um, I guess I've been so, it doesn't bother me. I think like he's still going to have the AL mark. Um, Like you said, they, they recognize Bonds, they recognize McGuire, they recognize Sosa and those numbers that, that, that were put up in the National League. Um, until there's something that takes those off the books, then I'm not going to fight it. Um, it's still an incredible accomplishment. Um, I personally am much more impressed with him going after the Triple Crown. I think that that, to me, is – I mean – Hey, look, we're in an era where guys can hit home runs. I mean, there hasn't they'll, been they'll one. They'll hit 207 to do it. But, there hasn't and he's been not, one that was even in the conversation really since Cabrera, right? Yeah. So, like, in today's day and age of selling out for power, and you're willing to hit 217 to hit 40 home runs, Yeah. well, he's hitting, you know, I know he went through a little stretch here, but, it, I mean, he was up 317, 320, and he's still hitting the ball out of the ballpark at that rate. But that's in today's day and age when average is, I mean, yeah. Major League average is 230-something. Like, no, it's that, an incredible season, one of the better seasons anybody's ever had, really. Yeah. Um, so I guess that's what I've been focused on. What do you think about I know this this stuff tends to bore us a little bit because there's no real winner to this type of argument. But what do you think? I mean, I have some opinions on it. I, I think like to me, Major League Baseball answered this question. They they have decided to accept Barry Bonds number as the record and there's no asterisk if (laughs) and uh to me the asterisk thing is the dumbest part of the conversation it's either the record or it didn't count Uh if it didn't count then it didn't count i don't need to see some little mark there um they say it counts so this is no conversation to me I like I I get irritated watching people fight about it. I I really don't understand being angry like at <laughs> at the players that like um that set those marks. I was a kid at that time watching that happen. I didn't know what a steroid was. I just saw two hulking dudes hitting home runs like in a, in a seeming competition with each other for the better part of an entire season after I had just lost baseball for half a year. So they were absolute heroes to me. You know what I mean? <laughs> like absolute right. heroes to me. And by the time I, I realized what had happened, you know, when, when all the hearings happened and whatnot, I don't know that it changed my opinion all that much. You know, and and Barry Bonds, man, I always had a propensity to root for him because he was 
literally my hero <laughs> in my town. He, you know, he made my team good. So yeah. I don't well, know, man. To, to I don't, many of I us. don't hate the guys the way other people seem to. I don't respect what they did, but I don't hate them. You know, no, I don't, and then, I don't know. then you get down into the slippery slope of like cheating in baseball has always gone on. And so what would you, what would you recognize as cheating? That's not acceptable, but cheating that is. And so like, I, man, like you said, it's just, it just is uh, Barry bonds to me is the, the greatest hitter I've ever seen live. So, um, I really don't care if people want to recognize that. I already know that with my own eyes, I guess. So, um, I think the Roger Maris Jr. parade has been a little bit strange. Um, <laughs> of course, he wants his dad. Of course, he's going to side with his dad. That seems a little bit silly to me. It, like It feels to me if the record, that record, the 61, was held by you know, somebody in Kansas City, this is probably not as big a scene you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, it's, an, it's a it's a good question to ask. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a Yankee, it's a Yankee. record, you know. And I, I don't know. I I have mixed feelings about it. I'll tell you one thing: I don't have a mixed feeling about though. Um, Aaron Judge is a hell of a baseball player, and yes. he is going to be the most wild free agent to watch this this off season. Uh, I think the Yankees have to make it happen right they have to you, you would think if 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 um if his intentions are to resign there they're gonna have to make him an offer that he can't refuse because he's certainly gonna have all the options the scariest thing is he's what he's 30 years old so somebody is either going to pay him a ridiculous amount per year yeah or somebody is going to decide that they're going to be paying this guy till he's 42, you know? <laughs> right. And, and we know what that, what a player like that is going to look like at 42. Cause you know, Detroit's watching it right now. Well, it, and we were watching with pool host till we found this mini fountain of youth. Right. I mean, that's been rough to watch until this year. Yeah. It's funny. We don't ask questions about, about any of that, huh? That yeah, sudden you know, resurgence where maybe everything's we ne- coming together. Maybe we never learn in baseball. Maybe we get very caught up in it and then look years down the road and go, eh, maybe we should have looked at that a little bit closer. But yeah, I mean, and I have no right to accuse him, and I haven't heard anything, no. and I'm not accusing him. I'm just saying, like, if we're going to question every single number that's ever been laid, uh, you know. I think you start getting into some uncomfortable questions about anything good that happens. Sure. And, you know, and, speak, and, and speaking of good, I mean, I like Aaron Judge. He, he seems like a good guy. I, I watched him pretty intently out in center field uh, at PNC Park for a game that I was there and literally was sitting right on top of him in center field and how much he paid attention to the kids and uh, would catch – with the kids in between innings, yeah. you know, as he's warming up and like acknowledged them and would like, you know, point at the kid after they were done catching. And like, he seems like a dude that gets it. I'm glad it's him. I will say that much. Right. 
I hope that every once in a while he walks past Anthony Rizzo and kicks him in the shin, though. That would make it even better because I still want to kick the the smug look off of Anthony Rizzo's face every time I see him. Yes. But, uh, hey, let's take another break. And when we come back, let's do the Pirates Fan Forum Pittsburgh Pirates Season Awards. I think it's time. Let's do it. Welcome back to the Pirates Fan Forum here on DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. It's time, Jim. It's time. Let's play that uh, that entrance music, huh? Yeah. We're going to do the Pittsburgh Pirates Season Awards. I mean, we're going to be recording on their last game of the season, but I've seen enough to decide who's winning these awards. I mean, <laughs> I think it's safe to assume 150 some odd games in that uh, not much is going to change. Right. I mean, there's no way they're going to cut somebody who's been playing all year and bring somebody else in. Never. Wait, that wait a minute. Uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> but it, I don't even care. Some some of the people that again, Gary. Some of the people again. that aren't here anymore could even win some of these awards. And that's <laughs> fine with me. So let's get started with uh, the first category. Jim is going to be best glove. This is like. This is the guy that you want on the field to make that play regardless of position. Okay. Yeah, and, and it's this year, not who you think overall is the best defender. This year, who was that clutch glove? Um, I'm still, uh, as much as I think that there was room for improvement this year, because um, he got off to a weird start with it all. But it's still going to be Cabrian Hayes for me. Like to, to, to me is, I mean, there were some times this year where they were in real trouble in some games, and he he would make a play that would get them out of that inning and um, keep them in the ball game. Now, whether they won it or not is a, an entirely different story. Yeah. But no, it's hard right. for me. And so despite the errors and everything, yeah. he's still your guy that he you is. need that play. He's going to get it. He is. Okay. So for me, I'm not going to argue with you about it. I I think that's probably a good one. But mine is Jack Sawinski. I think um, they've brought in a lot of people to try to play outfield here at PNC Park, and he is one of the first ones that has excelled in the outfield. He's really done well. And they've stuck him at center field on occasion to spell Brian Reynolds. He's done really well there, too. That's not what he came up as. Very impressed by by his glove this year. I think he makes a good, strong throw and a smart decision with where he's going with the ball, too. It was really nice to see one of the corner outfield prospects come up here and just dominate a position. Yeah, he's 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 almost so solid out there that you can tend to forget about him. Um, yeah, he's like an offensive is- lineman. You don't say his name, so... Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, as, 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 as we sat down to do this, like... Um, you know, of course, I went the easy route, but um, yeah, you you tend to forget him. But he never he never seems to take a bat, have a bad read on a ball. He always plays the bounces correctly. He's got a good arm. Um, so yeah, I mean, he's been good. All right, let's do most impactful free agent because there's not many to choose from. Mm-hmm. So this should be pretty quick, right? 
Um, yeah, you want to go first? Yeah, for me, it's it's got to be Jose Quintana. I, I just Jose Quintana is still seen right now as the leader of that pitching staff. Those pitchers still look to him. Did you see what they all did when last time they played um, the Cardinals? No, the day each and every starting pitcher for their uh, intro song played Jose Quintana's. I did not know in that. homage to him. Okay. Yeah, I mean, they all still talk about him being the leader and and how much they learned from him this year. So that coupled with his performance, he was easily to me the best free agent acquisition they had all year. It's probably one of the better ones that they've had in a while. Um and of course some of this will be judged by the return and how things work out. If they get one of those guys to hit, and that and that's Oviedo or um, Nunez, uh, who's in the minors, who could be that first base replacement we're talking about. Even if one of those guys hits, then it's it's been great. Um, he might be a guy I'd like to see come back. I don't know what his price tag would be, um, but he's somebody that would be nice to sniff around to get in the off season. Sure. Is he your guy but too? He ben? is. He is. Yeah, he is. Okay. And, and simply because of the return you get out of him, it really, it really helped inject some life into some areas of need that they had. Yeah. Cause the only other good one they had really was, uh, Roberto Perez. And if he had played maybe 60, 70 games, mm-hmm. I might've been inclined to go that route because, Again, the pitching staff still speaks very highly of what he did for them and how much they learned from him and the veteran leadership. And even down the stretch here, they've been talking about what he's doing now as an injured player. So, And let's not forget about Big Dan. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Vogelback. Dan Vogelback was good too. You know, so they've, they've actually done decently in that. That's hard to hit on that many in that regard for a, uh, you know one, one off season. Right. So it sounds like we're on Quintana, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's say worst player they tried out this year. And this could be anybody. I don't care how many games they've played. Yeah. Who? I don't care what position. I don't even if they pitched. Who was the worst that they <laughs> tried out this year? Mm, let me go. Let me go through my list here. Uh you, know, you only I, get one. It's an award. This isn't a, this isn't going to be a, a comic book. Yes, I know you're uh, you're you're forcing you to pick. I am gonna go with and and you know the, look we have some truly awful, awful um, um, people to pick from here, performance wise. I'm just gonna go with Yoshi, like yeah yeah like only because like of the expectations or the hope that was attached with him. You know nobody is. Nobody is counting on the um, uh, Jose Godoy's of the world or uh, the Van Meters of doing anything. There was some hope attached to Yoshi, and man, he just bombed out. Like, well, I'm not so- attaching hope to mine. I, I was literally just shooting for like the most desperate. Yeah, you know the dumpsteriest of all dumpster dives. I'm going Kevin Padlow. <laughs> I, I, I didn't understand it uh, at the time. I didn't understand did he ever, it. Did, 
Did he even get a hit? I don't know. <laughs> I, I just know that I never understood his existence. So, and I summed him up like I summed him up watching him as look. He looked like a guy you would hire to be in a baseball movie as one of the extras <laughs> in the background. Like, yeah. like kind of looked like he could play, but like, yeah. So like he, that's who, that's, that's who he reminded me of. I love it. All right. Let's do a juicy one here. How about rookie of the year? There's stiff competition because there's an awful lot of rookies. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, I guess it's only fair if it's me first this time. I think uh, it's hard to go against Cruz, but I, I think I'm going to go with Contreras. I think uh, Rowanzi Contreras, to me, had so few hiccups all year uh, in every opportunity that he was given. He just really didn't do anything to shake your confidence that he was going to be a good player. He, he just immediately gave that air that, he knew what he was doing. Like he had his feet under him and he was ready to contribute from the get go. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the, that's the difference. I went with Cruz by the way. Uh, dude. Um, I mean, how could you not? I'm trying right. to be edgy for, no, for no, 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but the one thing you are pointing out, which is true. Cause you can't say this about Cruz is that Contreras always looked the part from day one Yeah, is what you're trying to say, which is like, there has not really been the ups and downs. Even when he had a day where he didn't have his best stuff, he, ne- he still found ways to do it. And, and I mean, like, you know, it just, it just looked like he belonged from day one. And, and like you said, there's not, there was no worry. No, just surprising. We'll do a little talking about your pick, though, because O'Neill Cruz deserves his due. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to me, you know, you get a guy up. I mean, I think he's got seven, 17 home runs, nine or ten stolen bases. Put him at the top of the lineup. He's flashed the glove, needs to improve there. Everyone knows that. You know that that's still a, a a point where he needs to really improve. Absolutely. But but um, just seeing the um, experience start to pay off, the 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 game slowing down for him a little bit here the last month of the season, uh, taking the ball the other way a little bit. Um, he's walking more. I mean, so like, these are all the things that my goodness, if you have a little checklist of like, what do you need to see improve? He's, he's kind of doing all those things incrementally at least. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's doing what he did in the minors, you know, actually it always surprised me how many people just thought because he was striking out here a lot at the beginning of the year, that that's the way he was just going to be. And, that's really never what he's been at every level jump. He has struggled at the beginning then started identifying it and then started crushing it. Yeah. He barrels the ball. I mean, for a guy, what he's done here for a guy that slings as hard as he does, he puts the barrel on the baseball. And so, yeah, Neil Walker said the other day um, on the broadcast, he, he goes, you know, for as long as he is, he has a really short and compact swing. Uh-huh. So, you know, it, I honestly think um, 
you know, you never know how how well he's going to complete his development. But I'll be blunt: as good as he is, he's not close to his ceiling. Not yet. Yeah, we don't, we just don't know how much. It's really frightening how good he could be. You know what I mean? <laughs> definitely, definitely. So we'll we just don't know where it'll end up, but um, there's plenty of room to go. Yeah, but like I said, Rookie of the Year was a strong competition for this one because, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, of course. Um, let's go with player who regressed the most. Again, this could be pitcher, anybody, anybody in the field. Um, your turn first this time, though. Yeah, you know, um, regressed is an interesting term because it depends on if you're going to measure it simply from what they were before or what you may be expected. Uh, hopefully there would be a little bit of improvement and they still haven't done that. So, um, I think for me, it's, it's Hayes. It, it is, um, I, I, you know, he's, his numbers overall are down. Um, even off his career marks, and even those weren't great. And I think yeah. we were hoping the opposite, or at least I was, that, okay, he doesn't have to be a 280 hitter with 20 home runs. Right, but I right. want to see that jump where he's moving toward that, and he's actually kind of regressed a little bit. Well, and, he's and, mine, and too. Him. He's mine, too, Jim. Okay. I mean, like we might as well chat together about it because <clears> – <throat> Again, I don't think he's turned into a bad player. Like you just named him the, the glove, you know. I mm-hmm. he is. He's still playing great defense for the most part, and he still is hitting the ball hard when he gets a hold of it. Um, there's just something off. You know, something's not right. And I think with Hayes overall, and this is probably more than anything. I'm kind of getting tired of thinking, well, next year when this doesn't hurt, you know, and, and this will be the second year in a row that I'm going, okay, well, when he gets to spring and his back's better. And last time it was when he gets to spring and his wrist is better, you know, and then we had what in the first spring training game this year is hand cramped and, you know, and then, you know, he just had sporadic problems as the season went on with, with like the delicateness. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. That's yeah, you, you just, you, you, you worry about that stuff long-term. You definitely Anytime hope for more from him. And I definitely do think he took a step back both with the glove and at the plate this year. Mm-hmm. And um, here's one, here's one area where I, I thought, you know, like, okay, look, maybe he'll never be the offensive hitter that we want him to be, but I think he's hitting in the two thirties this year with runners in scoring position. If you're not going to do anything much at the plate, be be better when it matters and, and be able to drive in some runs or be, you know, quote unquote, whatever right. you want to call it, clutch or whatever. But we need more out of that. This this offense cannot sustain that kind of performance out of Cabrian Hayes. Right. And we're obviously going to end up talking a lot about him into the offseason here. Sure. Okay. <clears throat> Flip side of the coin. Who has improved the most? So you have to, again, have seen them play to know that they've improved the most, right? Right. So for me, this one's crystal clear. Mm-hmm. Mitch Keller. There's just okay. nobody that has improved as much as Mitch Keller this year. In my, I have in someone my different, eyes. but yeah. From start to finish. Um, there, there was a time even maybe as much as five weeks into this season where 
I honestly thought Mitch Keller was pitching in his last season as a Pittsburgh Pirate. They were going to have to give up on him after this year. And then about seven weeks in after getting sent to the bullpen, he's the ace. It's hard to argue. I'm yeah. going to try. I'm going to try to argue with you. But well, how about it, man? <laughs> um, I went with Rodolfo Castro. Okay. Uh, because I, I went from a guy that I was like kind of seeing as like fringy utility type dude to now thinking like, is there 20 home, 20 home run, 25 home run power from him? At second base, yeah. Like I mean, he's shown, uh, and he and uh, his his at bats are always good. He's never really overmatched. Um, so I'm just I'm I'm looking at that. He's got some power, and um, I I just man, he really has made me consider him in a totally different light. And quite frankly, I think changes so many things about what this team might be able to do in the middle of the infield. Yeah, he definitely raises some questions, doesn't he? I yeah, mean, it's 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 tantalizing what he's done since he's been back this I'm year. I'm gonna tell you something else too, Jim. So, and there's another conversation we'll be having if if certain things continue. <clears throat> What's that? That kid is not that far behind Cabrian Hayes as far as good third basemen go. Yeah, well, that that could come in handy. Well, if he's hitting the way he is, at some point, no matter how long Cabrian Hayes is signed for, what is, what does that do? <laughs> you want power at the corners, man, and I don't think you're ever going to get the kind of power out of Hayes that. And if you're not going to have it at first base either, you're going to have to get it somewhere. And they, yeah. not everybody can DH. Not everybody can play second base. You know, there's going to be some interesting conversations as we keep going. Yeah, Castro is a good he, one for this, man. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I was down to Keller and Castro. I went with Castro just because, like, look, it's hard to argue with Keller. But I just went with Castro because, like, I, I just had him pegged so differently. See, that's and, what you did with the rookie of the year. That's what I yeah. did with the rookie of the year, yeah. Right. So, okay, how about Clutch Commander? This is like the dude that you want up there when you have to have that hit Okay. this year. It's your turn. Oh, it's my turn? All right. I have – I'm going to pull up his numbers because I was pleasantly surprised. And this is so great to say because it's O'Neill Cruz. There you go. Um, Gary, this is a guy that with all the spotlight on him and all the attention, he's actually been better with runners in scoring position. He's hitting 274, 325 on base percentage, 644 slugging percentage, yeah. and a 969 OPS for a guy that has every eyeball on him in the park. I mean, that is such a great sign. So I'm just going with him, man, because that's, man, that takes some guts to be able to do right away. I like it, man. I'm going to go off the wall. Okay. I'm going with Ben Gamble. I think Ben Gamble has had an incredible season with runners in scoring position this year. He has. And um, this team, for large swaths, 
did <laughs> not have anyone else doing so. We couldn't score. I don't. I don't remember that. But okay, I'll take no, your word. I'm for just it. saying, uh, <laughs> Ben Gamble was was clutch. You know, when they really, really needed it, and mm-hmm. that's hard too. Being the one guy whose bat teams feel they have to avoid. <laughs> yeah, and you know, and he was coming up large in those situations. So Ben Gamble's my guy in that, and I hope that's not the last time I say his name. But we'll see. It could be. But didn't you think those cruise numbers that that surprised me a little bit? Like, yes, he's got. I mean, look, you see the numbers, you know, he's driving in runs. I mean, but for boy, one thing, I like that. for one thing, with with O'Neill Cruz, Jim, if there's runners on and there's no place to put him, um, you have to throw him pitches. He'll cover the plate. Mm-hmm. That's that's the scary thing about him. And that's why it's so important to have like a little water bug like Jiwon Bay in front of him, right? You know, that said, if Jiwon Bay is like, say, the leadoff hitter next year, which is no guarantee, but let's say he's the leadoff hitter and then Cruz is hitting second, how often are you putting the brakes on Bay? Like, you ain't getting to second base and having them walk O'Neill. <laughs> you yeah, stand there yeah. at first base, fool. Right. It's interesting where they put Cruz. Right. So you almost like that second leadoff hitter thing with with Bay down at the bottom, right? You know, because it changes that dynamic a little bit. So I don't know. There's a lot of ways they could go with this lineup, man. They've got some diverse talent. It's pretty cool. Uh, Let's do best reliever. That's you. Yeah. I mean – I know recency bias makes this false. Will Crow. I mean, for me, it's Will Crow. More than David Bednar. I think Will Crow gave them innings they desperately needed. He pitched in pretty much every situation that you can possibly (laughs) imagine for a reliever. And for the most part, you know, for three quarters of this season, he stood and delivered. He really did. He was asked to do things he's never been asked to do before. And he just really handled them all in stride. So I'm going to give it to him if for nothing else, because when he was asked to do it, he didn't just go and do it and hope that he'd get back to starting. He embraced it, dove in, became a reliever, and and did literally everything he was asked to do. Yeah, I mean, if you look at it, as you're talking, I'm pulling up his stuff like for as bad as he's been for a month and let's be honest it's been it's been pretty bad his era is still only 4.38 right. and that's from a guy who's been getting hammered so Shell-shocked, um yeah. my goodness he has six wins and 10 losses yeah guy guys coming in and getting a decision one way or the other yeah, i'll say that a lot man yeah so um i'm gonna go with uh chase the young okay um, again, he, uh, he had a disaster the other night against, uh, the Reds when they were up three, nothing, he came in and promptly blew the lead. But for the most part, I mean, not only has he been good, he's been very good. Yeah, he has been. Good. <laughs> yeah. So again, like, um, not a guy that should be getting asked to close games, never. But, but he's really, really pitched well. He's a good call, Jim. 
for real. Yeah, like, um, and especially whenever they've had so much go wrong. Yeah. Um, he's really kind of been a savior. So, yeah, he is my guy in the bullpen. Right. Love it, brother. Uh, let, sure. let me just say, 2.61 ERA and a 1.09 whip. Yeah, he's, he's been, no joke good. He's <laughs> been damn good. Yeah. Um, let's do the biggest positive surprise this year. Biggest positive surprise. Who would I put in that category? You want me to go first? Yeah, go ahead. Ortiz. Definitely did not see Luis Ortiz going from single A to the majors this year, let alone doing what he's done in the majors this year. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, he's he's been ridiculous, Gary. I'm in I'm in I'm in love with Luis Ortiz, Gary, and I don't care who knows it. <laughs> like, I mean, that's that's I want to put that on a shirt. Um, well, let's do negative surprise then. It sounds like you agree with Ortiz. I do. Uh, just, just simply, I mean, have you ever been this impressed with a guy in this short of a time span? I haven't. Right. Um, as far as negative, I probably will go. I'll probably go with Bryce Wilson only because, um, you know, when we got him from the Braves, I just was hoping there was so much more there. And, um, you know, yeah, he came out the other day and, 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 and pitched really well against the Reds. Um, so that, that's the disclaimer, but, uh, I just don't know what his, I just don't know what the future holds for him. I really was hoping there was more there. I'll go with Yoshi. Um, not that I expected Yoshi to be great, but I didn't expect Yoshi to be God awful. <laughs> and he was God awful. So that was my biggest negative surprise. I thought Yoshi yeah, was a two. I thought Yoshi good chance like a he 200 sucks. slap hitter. It was the weirdest maybe, thing. Ever. Maybe 200. <laughs> it was the weirdest thing ever. I thought he would suck, but he was like, yeah, John Crock turned into a bunner. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was great. weird. It was weird. Yeah. All right. Let's time to wrap this up. Let's do best with the media. And and for me, this one's Michael Chavis. Yeah, it was for me too. Okay, so there, we're in agreement there, and I think we covered that well. That in guy the first could segment. sell. That guy could sell some Hawaiian shirts, man. He sure could. He got my wife to want to go get one. <laughs> All right, let's do MVP. This is this is always the finisher. Yeah, MVP uh, for me, Brian Reynolds. Uh, he fought through it this year. I mean, he just fought through it. Nothing was working for him. Um, I don't think that he responded well to the coaching. I don't think he was happy with his surroundings. I don't think he enjoyed being on a losing team again. Um, you know, in fact, I, I know that. Um, it's got to be wearing on him. But he still put put up a good season. You know, the average isn't where he wants it, but he, he fought through it, man. He put up some good numbers, and – I'm sure next year runners and scoring position is going to be his focus in life. Yeah. I mean, he, he struggled with that, especially early on. This is a guy that 
would have hit 30 home runs this year had he not been hurt. Um, you take the little bit he, he – I mean, he missed some games with the oblique and um, paternity leave. Uh, so there, I mean, he, he is not a guy you can legitimately say 25, 30 home runs. Yeah. Um, and he's played good defense all year, you know? Yeah. You know, it'd be nice to probably uh, be able to shift him to, to left, but I don't know. I don't know if, uh, he's like, gonna like I told people that. the other day, like somebody asked me, would they ever shift him to corner outfield? And I said, uh, I mean, my answer is pretty jaded, but my answer is, I think, accurate, too. Yes. As soon as he's extended and or they've decided they're not going to. Yeah. Because yeah, he think- wants to be a center fielder. So <laughs> they're not going to okay. mess with him until he's either locked up or they know they don't care. And that's why I hesitated, because I know that that's his preference. And and when you play center field, that's where you want to stay. Sure. I mean, that's just – that's that's – that's I think that's you... I think that's accurate too. Um, he's my he's my MVP. All right, let's finish with a couple uh, fan related ones because I just think uh, they've been involved with the show the whole time, so we should acknowledge them too. They're, they've stuck through this whole season. So uh-huh. let's start with uh, the most passionate fan award. You want to go first, or you want me to? Oh, uh, go ahead. I'm going to go Pirate Queen Banshee. I mean, dude, they they were at, like, I feel like three-quarters of the game standing there in full dress and makeup, waving those flags. Yeah. She's positive, but not silly positive. You know, just, I, I mean, like, understands the shortcomings of the team, but somehow puts rays of sunshine on it anyway. She's yeah. just total team spirit, man. Like, I, I got to be honest, she make me smile when I <laughs> – when I'm at the games, I look over and see that flag, and it's nice it, to see, man. It's like incredible it. too. Like even like even in the crappy weather, they're yeah. out there. Like it's not pleasant. Um, no one's at the game. They're still there. Um, so yeah, but we've got. I mean, how many people on Twitter? You know that we that we talk to so regularly about this team, whether sure. it's um, like Nick has been, Nick has, has stuck around Camuso. Yeah. Nick Camuso. We've got hammer and Hank. We've got rich Thompson. We've got Jay. Who's been on here for our uh, call your shots. And Yard, I mean, James, Yard, you know, like, James, uh, so Doug, many of them. Doug, Dave, yeah, either like, Doug. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, so like, um, and people that really add to the conversation and, and know what they're talking about. We all have our crosses to bear. We all get hung up on certain things. Yeah, right. That's whenever we tell everyone to pipe down or they tell us. And that's, But it's been cool. Well, the next category uh, for the fans here is favorite to just talk ball with. Hmm. You already mentioned I, I, mine. I like to talk ball with Hank. That's who I was going to say too. Like, yeah, yeah, dude, Hank is the greatest. And the and the best thing is, like, if you know Hank, he's never going to hear this, <laughs> right? And he's but, got stories on top of it. Yeah. he's got you know. But Hank is he's the best. He just I love just listening to or mm-hmm. well reading his his stories and his remembrances of, of certain things and there there's just something about. 
I, I he's just, I just want to be a sponge and just yeah. soak up everything that he has from from years of closely watching the game and, and I if, love if, it. Yeah, if you're looking, uh, it's Hammer and Hank. I, w- I don't know his uh, his uh, um, street his name. Handle. Yeah, enough, I mean, yeah. yeah, his handle. But uh, yeah, matter of fact, we were just sitting down to do the show, and he was DMing me about something. I'm like, "Hold on, Hank, I'll get to you, buddy. I just can't do it right now." So, but yeah, <laughs> oh, he's, he's he's great. He's real good too. Yeah, and um, I mean, I've always enjoyed. Um, you know, bantering with Patricia from Bugs Dugout. She's real good too. She's always got some real cool opinions. Yes. And um, yeah, I just, there's a lot of people that just really want to talk baseball out there, and I love it. I love it. But as far as pirates related, it'd be Hammer and Hank, and my runner up would be Dr. Neil Clancy. That guy is awesome. <laughs> he, he's always like right in the moment. He's not thinking about what's going to happen six months from now. He's not thinking about what happened two weeks ago. He's thinking about right now. He doesn't care if you struck out the last 40 times. That single you just hit is the single. It's the greatest moment ever. That's awesome. And I love it. I love it. Yeah. Well, that's baseball. That's a good baseball mentality anyway. Yeah. But he always picks me up a little bit too. So just want to acknowledge him. That's all I got, Jim. I think that's a good award show. I'm going to stop it there. Yeah. Yeah. I think we covered a lot of ground there and, um, um, hopefully, uh, some of these guys, um, either we're not talking about them next year or that maybe some of them have improved, but yeah, Cabrian Hayes is somebody that I really think that like, I hope, I hope we see it, Gary, we need it. I hope we see it from him. He's definitely pivotal to what, to, what next year is and yeah. and some of the questions that we're going to have moving beyond next year if he isn't so yeah definitely interesting stuff yep so right. good talk man so how do people get a hold of you on twitter yeah on twitter so uh for the city underscore 412 we're at jim stam 22 and season's winding down but we're gonna have plenty to talk about Right, and don't forget to get your questions in for Michael McHenry. We'd love yes. to have some more of those. Send them our way right down there in the YouTube comments and or send us a tweet or the show a tweet or whatever, however you know how to get a hold of us. Some of you even have our phone numbers, for God's sake. <laughs> whatever. Send us yeah. communication. Um, without further ado, though, um, Ben, I think you know what to do. Yes, yes, yes.